Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, this is the first first episode of February? I guess it is, right? What is today? Yeah, yeah the 9th. Okay. Uh, very good, very good, very good. Um, January feels like a blur that January is, is yeah. done. Uh, I mean, not going to lie, I'm okay with it. It's just, it's weird how uh, quickly uh, it went by. Um my wife's already like, we'll be able to swim soon. And I'm like, ah, it's still February. I want to <laughs> pump the brakes on the pool talk. Uh, <laughs> um, real quick before we get started, if you are a fan uh, of both the Dungeons & Dragons and hearing my dumb voice, um, boy, do I have a treat for you. Um, so, uh, Sean, who, uh, of course, is, is a co-host or co podcaster of the gene pool variety hour uh kind of uh, turned us on to the botched uh a D podcast and uh kind of been chat with them and they said hey would you uh want to do an intro for the show so if you go to botchedpodcast.com uh or uh follow them on twitter at botched podcast you can hear uh my intro to uh their latest episode and uh basically it's a bunch of guys get together drink and play dungeons and dragons so <laughs> if uh if you're a fan of drunk watch uh you know with a bunch of drunken idiots playing video games i don't see why a bunch of drunkards playing dungeons and dragons would not be up your alley uh, probably <laughs> fewer jokes about fisting, if I had to guess. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I don't know what they what all was included in D and D though. Yeah, surely kinda, they probably have like a bard or something that has like a big metal fist. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons in so long. There's probably a class now called the Fister. Who, yeah, like that's gotta just be. isn't <laughs> just their entire. <laughs> You know, roll for fist initiative, right? And it's That's just, right. Exactly. You know, it's just. Let's just say, if I ever get into D anD D, there will be a class called God Fister. Damn right, exactly. Fist, Fister, and Finger Blaster will <laughs> take on. We will take on every dragon, and they'll. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that treasure one way or another. However, we're gonna work for it. And I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, so once again, that's that's botchedpodcast.com, and then like I said, you can follow them on Twitter um, at botchedpodcast. So, uh, and thank you uh, to Dennis and and the guys there for uh, giving me that opportunity. Um, it was fun. I like voice work for me is like sex. I love doing it. I'm just really bad at it, but uh, you know, I enjoy myself, and that's that's all that matters. It's <laughs> probably why I'm not asked to do it very often, but. <laughs> okay, so we are um, kind of starting off this show with movies that, uh, I guess, technically, yeah, they came out last year. Uh, so we're still kind yeah. of like catching up on, uh, you know, films that came out uh, towards the end of, of last year, um, you know, which is not surprising given the uh, the state of movies although you know there's plenty of stuff kind of that was talked about at sundance that i i I've, i know i'm excited oh, uh, yeah to watch um also like but my anxiety is super high because i know there are so many things from last year still i didn't get to watch and and now there's like i'm added like 20 new things to my list yeah. for this year already one thing i can so. tell you not to worry about adding is the little things 
uh, mm. which is just not not it worth. It wasn't going to be on my list anyway. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be on your list at all. It was. Uh, I was like, you know, when I've, I, whatever, if I finish watching a movie and I'm just like, like, what? And it's not like, you know, kind of an art house type of deal or, right. or something You're like, not still like, thinking about it. Yeah. right, like designed to kind of mess with your head, you know, if it's mm-hmm. just like a straight up kind of procedural, you it's know, serial movie. killer movie and I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not, that face is not exactly what you you want to see i think in your audience i mean mm. watching denzel is like i'll watch him in anything right like he's just he's yeah he's a great actor he you know he always you know brings uh you know brings his a game but uh sure. there's only so much you could do to elevate uh that that material so mm-hmm. all right so uh two films that we have this evening um which one do you want to do first oh fat man all right, so I made a joke. This is, so we're going to do Fat Man and Synchronic, and I made a joke that it, it, it sounds like a giant Silent Bob comic. So that was, was the high point of my day, making that one, by the way. Yeah, mine, mine too. This was mine. So. <laughs> also disappointed that I didn't, come, I didn't get there first. Man. It just hit me. I was, I was typing just. it. I was like, Fat Man and Synchronic. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> That's that's just how goddamn exhausted and just over shit that I am right now that I didn't come up with that yep. right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, it's un- it's okay, it's understandable. It's been uh, well, it's been a- it's been a lot, and it continues to be a lot. But uh, so uh, Fat Man, yeah, was released uh, towards the end of last year. Um, it's uh, Ishan. I'm unfamiliar with with the directors Ishan. Isham, excuse me, and Ian Nelms uh, directed it, written uh, by also by Ian and Isham Nelms, um, and it's it's kind of a mismatch, mismatch. Well, it's a mismatch, uh, but <laughs> uh, kind of a mismatch of of like genres, I guess. It on the one hand, it's like a very kind of Fargo esque uh, tale. Uh, mm-hmm. Walt, Walt, Walton Goggins, who's fantastic and you know yes. everything uh plays right. plays a hitman who is obsessed with uh basically presents that kids received from Santa Claus or made in Santa Claus's workshop mm-hmm. uh and uh and then a, and then a you know a, a kid who is by all accounts like a grade A douchebag the um, worst kid <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who who gets a lump of coal in his stocking and hires Walton Goggins to find and kill Santa Claus. So that mm-hmm. that's part of it is that kind of like Fargo esque, uh, you know, hitman story. Mm-hmm. The other half is uh, Santa Claus played by Mel Gibson uh, as an actual like real this isn't like um you know the the uh fucking tim allen playing right. the, the santa claus or whatever like you know this idea that that santa claus like it actually took me a while to realize that mel gibson was actually santa claus mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that that's kind of by design but this idea that santa claus is a real person and he makes toys and he's given uh he's subsidized by the government because mm-hmm. Christmas 
is the biggest boost to the economy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the the more that, you know, more stuff that Santa and the, the elves in the workshop can make uh, and deliver, the more it gets people buying. So Santa gets a bigger check, but mm-hmm. times being what they are, uh, they can't produce as much. The subsidy is, is lower. So he ends up taking on a government contract to put together... Um, like avionics equipment for fighter jets because he's got the, <laughs> what's essentially yeah. the best, most streamlined assembly line and, and kind of a production facility uh, in right, the world. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so you have these two, you know, kind of competing ideas uh, kind of coming together to a head. Um, and I, I, I don't think it was as successful as a film as it probably sounded on paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was you know it was entertaining to watch, but it was also there was like a lot of quite like a movie like this. You either have to get so swept up into it in in it that you don't ask the obvious questions. Or they provide you the answers to the obvious questions to where you're not asking them. And, and I had a lot of questions, <laughs> <laughs> like in this movie. Like I had a lot of questions, um, and uh, I guess I just didn't. I wasn't like swept up in it enough to not be like, well, wait a minute. Like, how would the government know about Santa Claus? Did he get in touch with them? Like, you know, is he actually did? did was he, has he always been around? Like, what about the kids all around the world? Was why wouldn't other government? You know, like you know, like <laughs> yeah, kind kind Man. of yeah. I did not have the same questions. <laughs> Like I said, like sometimes when when you have a movie like this, like you're just kind of caught up in it, and and your brain. Oh, I was, and I oh, and I was I too sort of, but then like it, these questions all kind of kept popping up, and so I guess I wasn't kind of in it as much as I needed to be to not mm. be asking all this dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, we talked about it uh, while I was watching it. I, I blind bought the blind pre-ordered the blu-ray just mm. based on the premise and, and walton goggins being in it uh you know i'm not again i'm not the, i was never the biggest mel gibson fan i'm still not yeah uh, not for obvious reasons but uh you know that was my one thing uh, out of everything was like i didn't think he did a bad job necessarily mm-hmm. but the name of the movie is fat man yeah and they kept calling him fat man he's not fucking fat no i was like that, you serious yeah and that's that's what was kind of hard for me to really understand kind of going into it was he actually Santa Claus because i mean they right. call him they call him Chris but it's like okay yeah. that, that doesn't mean anything and and i mean he's driving a pickup truck and he gets a subsidy check right. well he could have been a farmer or he could have been and that's that's the appearance of yeah. the character he's a farmer at least i took it that way yeah and then at one point he goes to go out and his wife goes well you know he's like give me the list she's like well did you check it and I was like, holy shit, mm. he's Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, and then, yeah, it, it, um, I mean, it kind of like what they, it seemed like what they really tried to do was try to, f- like, they said, okay, if Santa Claus were real, kind of what yeah. would that mean? Yeah. What would that look like? That was basically, I think, where they kind of started. And yeah, then, 
then they 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 tried to to build that out you know as much as they could uh to support then the idea of you know someone wanting to to kill Santa Claus but mm. but I mean it's a pretty lean movie I think it's like an hour and a half yeah. um yeah. and so you know obviously you're not going to spend all this time on you know Santa Claus exposition you know nobody <laughs> you know nobody <laughs> wants that right I, like I get like, that. I understand that like my questions are stupid and and I'm one of the few <laughs> people who would like actually bother asking them but but that's just kind of what I was you know no I don't think so at all I mean you absolutely that's things that should come to mind it just didn't come to mind because I was I was laughing so hard at Walton Goggin the whole time like I, could, I didn't even have time to think about you know yeah real life questions yeah and that's the thing he's he's I'm not gonna say he's he's wor- he's you know like he's I mean he is the reason to watch the movie yes. but I wouldn't say like you have to watch this movie simply because he's in it <laughs> No, no, but it's one of those kind of those uh, situations, and obviously not to to uh, compare this at all in any way to Die Hard, but it's like it's like the Alan Rickman Bruce Willis thing, yeah. Right, in Die Hard, like or, or Robin Hood's an even better example, yeah, where Kevin Costner it just looks like he's uninterested or, or like yeah. he just thinks he has to show up, whereas Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman is, did all the work in that movie, yeah. yeah. Good lord! And I felt like kind of the same thing here. Like when yeah. Walton Goggins is not on screen, yeah. I was just waiting for him to come back on screen. Yeah, it's funny. I'll say all the time to my wife, alone, she'll be like, "Do you need a spoon?" And I'm like, "Why a spoon, cousin? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more." <laughs> She's just like, "Yeah, I got it. Do you want one or not?" Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've been saying Santa Claus, motherfucker, for two weeks, so I can't say shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I through that line. Yeah, I was fucking crying, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, and like you said, I mean, he's having such a good time with it, and it could be for Mel Gibson that you know he, he you know, he's just kind of chose. I mean, he's definitely choosing to play you know Santa Claus as this like kind of world weary, like you know what oh. shit kind of sucks. I'm I'm kind of ready right. to to kind of um, pack it in. Uh, and so I, I feel like, you know, kind of some of that comes, but I also don't know if, you know, he's just at a point where he's like, I can't believe this is kind of what I'm doing. But then again, the last <laughs> movie I saw him in prior to fat man was dragged across concrete. And that movie was fucking amazing. Same here. Yeah. And he was fucking great. And he was a despicable piece of shit, but I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, he plays that well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'm not sure. Like, you know, if if that has it, it's hard. Like, I mean, right now, like, if I watch, if I see Bruce Willis in a movie, I just every Bruce Willis performance at right now just feels exactly the same. Like yeah. he's just, he's just, he's doing, he's doing something because the work's available, right? You know, I yeah. haven't, I haven't felt like Bruce Willis has been kind of into a role or excited about a role, and no. I, I don't know how long. Yeah, he's one of those guys like he shows up every Tuesday at Walmart on a Blu-ray that you've never heard of. Exactly. Right. And Ex- he exactly. just, it could not be less interested. <laughs> I mean, I think the last thing I saw him in is I, I don't know why I watched it, but I watched that uh, Survive the Night. Um, mm. And I was like, 
you know what god man like i can't believe this is like kind of <laughs> and they're they're all named shit like exactly that. They're, they're exactly full charge yeah cell block you know it's just right. like right the most generic fucking like movie title generator you know names yes. you come up with yes yeah yeah absolutely um but you know it's not fat man's not the worst way that you could uh you could spend an hour and a half um but um, you know it's available. You know whatever for all the the normal streaming. Yeah, yeah, I mean you know you can rent it for five bucks or whatever, and and uh, give it a whirl. You, you probably might even be able to find it at like Red the Red Box or something. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess I, I pre-ordered the Blu-ray, and, and that's where I watched it. I watched. It came in around Christmas, but I didn't get to it, or maybe right after. Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah. I popped it in. Like, well, it's been a couple of weeks now, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so our next one, the second half of the joke, which, although not a joke of a movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, <laughs> so this is a movie, uh, Synchronic, uh, which is also available at, you know, you can rent it at all the, the you know, YouTube, mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, all that good stuff. So I'm just going to, before we say who made this movie, well, you probably already know, I did not know at the time. So, <laughs> so I, I heard, it's synchro, you know, it's synchronic. It's got Anthony Mackie in it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like Anthony Mackie has been in a number of, I actually have him in a movie in my Netflix list. You know, he's been in a bunch of movies like that. Uh, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. a Netflix. I mean, he was in the second season of Ultra Carbon, and you know, obviously he's, you know, he's, um, you know, the 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 Falcon. But you know, when he's mm-hmm. not an Avenger, these are the kind of movies he's been doing. So I kind of see this thing, and I I just assumed it was something like that. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll watch it. And then I'm like watching this movie. I'm like, this this movie's fucking dope as hell. Like, and I'm <laughs> kind of watching. I'm like, man, this style. I was like, like. I should tell Mitch like he should watch this because this feels like it's like the fucking endless. Like <laughs> and I look it up and it's like fucking Benson and Morat. Like son of a bitch. And on the one hand I was very proud of myself that like I recognize their style and also like oh, yeah. the type of movie that they do, but I also feel like a fucking idiot <laughs> because I didn't realize that that it was them. Um, yeah, I know. I felt so bad. I didn't I felt like I felt like I was being such a pretentious no. asshole. No. Would you text me? And I was like, oh, yeah. I've been looking forward to that for like two years. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You shouldn't feel bad at all just because I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, and so so this is – yeah, so Synchronic is the, the fourth movie by, by Benson and Moorhead, um, directed by Benson and Moorhead, written by Justin Benson. And so um, Anthony Mackie and uh, Jamie Dornan play paramedics um, in um, – New Orleans, well, and um, uh, have been responding to calls um, that are just kind of weird. So, um, you know, what one of the calls they respond to, you know, there's always somebody there who's like, hi. Uh, Mm. And then there's somebody who's injured, but they're injured in a way that doesn't make sense given where they are. So one person has like a giant kind of like sucking chest wound where they might've been stabbed, but there's no knife around or somebody else is injured. And there's this weird sword in the wall. You know, one, one, one woman is, is uh, see, burned to death seemingly in the middle of an empty, like in an alleyway, there's nothing there, but she's got like this kind of mangled doorknob in her hand. Mm-hmm. And what keeps coming up is this drug 
uh, called Synchronic. Um, and uh, what they find out is that uh, Synchronic is, a, is like a designer drug that was made and uh, they kind of a little harken back to kind of reanimator or from beyond or whatever, where it uh, kind of activates the pineal gland. And for adults mm -hmm. who, uh, for teenagers where their pineal gland hasn't really like started to kind of calcify over, what it essentially does is it sends them to another point in time. And for mm -hmm. adults like um, uh, Anthony Maggie, who also has a brain tumor, so that's kind of like allowing the drug to work kind of better on him he can travel to another point in time for like a minute or like two minutes uh seven seven minutes right and yeah. um and so jamie dornan's daughter played by ali uh i'm gonna get her name wrong ionidas who was in um i don't know if anybody ever watched um uh, the badlands into the badlands mm. on amc she was um she was Tilda in, in Into the Badlands. Um, she goes missing, and she had been getting high the night she was gone. So Anthony Mackie's character, uh, Steve, makes it essentially his mission that, that I'm going to figure out how this drug works and kind of keep taking it until I can figure out where she is and bring her back. Mm -hmm. Because he's, <clears throat> he's essentially dying. He is a, he has a brain tumor. There's really not much that that they can they can do for him um and you know the the benson and moorhead like the their previous movies not you know kind of dealt with this this idea of of like kind of existing in multiple places at once and seeing how mm -hmm. events kind of fold back on in on themselves and so it was really cool to see them play with time travel i think in like their previous movies, the time travel was very localized and personal on those individuals. Right. But, but this kind of like having a broader palette to play yeah. with and be able to set these rules of, you know, if you're sitting on that couch cushion and you go back in time, you go back to one place in time. But if you're on the next couch cushion over, you go back to an entirely different time um, mm. and kind of playing with that. And, but then also playing with the, his, kind of the um the history of new orleans and 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 going to different points in time and how that then affects what happens to steve and um yes but but then also kind of just making it about this guy coming to terms with the fact that he's he's dying and you know he has a chance to maybe do one one more thing before before he's gone um well right for a loved one because you know yeah. he, he, they kind of that's another thing they kind of touch on is he's this like playboy kind of guy mm -hmm. you know and uh he, he ends up you know by the end he's like man i, I wish I'd, i had ever had what you had yeah. and like i think he very much is like you know this is like a, a niece to him he's like oh Uncle absolutely so, yeah you know yeah. he's like man if i could you know if i could just do this this one thing you know for somebody that i truly care about yeah yeah, but I mean, I like their their filmmaking style. Like, I, it's kind of a dumb word to use, but it, to me, it's very luminous. Like, there's they just they do some really cool things with color and light, and oh, it's, yeah. it it's almost like fairy tale like in terms of mm. and, and the way they they film like the the time travel sequences and and stuff, and um, you know, it really gives it this kind of like fantastical feeling, which yeah. you know, obviously, it's a fantastical kind of concept, but they don't like play it like straight. Like they, they definitely, you know, mm. they, they, there's like a lot of, um, 
I think a lot of cool things they do with like the color palette and in terms of like, and then, you know, and, and, um, and then even just like where, you know, Steve, his concept, his, his process of figuring it out, um, was, was pretty cool to see too, because normally like when you have like time travel movies, it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, yeah, like if you go back in time, everybody goes back to the same spot. Well, in this situation, Mm. you know, that's part of what he's figuring out is that there's different geographical places locations send you to different points in time well how is he supposed to find her and then when he goes to where she was you know the other person was also high so he's like trying to rely Mm. on her recollection of well what chair was she in or you know whatever um because it it matters and then you know just kind of like i thought that was a a brilliant way of kind of dealing with the fact that she disappeared by taking a time travel drug and he's trying to find her. Yeah. How do you even begin? Like, right. you know what I mean? So having it be tethered to a specific place yep. is, is genius. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also then, watching him figure that out. Was yeah. Like you said, it's fucking great. And then, and then only having seven minutes. So you're going somewhere, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're, what's going to be there when you get there. Uh, and then you've got seven minutes to figure it out before you come back. And then you don't even know, whether you can bring somebody back in the first place. Um, So, and then of course there's a dog and like any good time travel movie, he's got to do an experiment with the dog. Uh, (laughs) 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 But, um, but I mean, I think it's definitely their most like mainstream movie. That, Um, that is exactly what I was going to say. I loved it. I thought it was great. I like the endless better. Yeah. Um, But this was, it was interesting that this was, I think, their most ambitious movie. Mm-hmm. Also, the one they've been given the most money to make. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being their most straightforward. Yeah. And it, it, I think it almost, to me, is more fun to watch what they do when they don't have money. Uh, yeah. You know, something like The Endless or Spring even. Spring, yeah, absolutely. I love Spring, you know, and they had no money. Like, they were trying to get money to make The Endless, and they were tired of being told no. And they're like, well, we have this script. We could go off to Spain or whatever the fuck yeah. and just make this. Just do it ourselves, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, not to say this is bad. I think this is probably my second. Maybe, I don't know. I think I like Spring a little better, too. But, um, but man, the thing, about, the thing about it was... And I've never felt this way with any of their things previously, but I I think it was an interesting choice to have uh, uh, Steve and uh, the what's his name the other guy Dennis Dennis have them be paramedics. I mm-hmm. get it because they're responding to you know the calls, but at the same time when they, when you play this movie for as long as they did as some sort of a kind of a thriller mystery kind of thing mm-hmm. like a detective story almost mm-hmm. having them be paramedics it just drug it out for me a little bit because I, I wonder if the reason for that is then if they're paramedics like you said they can respond but they're not responsible for for like having to work a case right where they they might right. then be you know not necessarily be given the freedom to you know f- to sure you know, I just I don't know. I just felt like it was something. It was an interesting choice, and I, like I said, I liked it. I liked that you know they were showing up to sword stabbings, yeah, day and stuff like that. But you know, at the same time, that could happen. Still, they say all kind of crazy shit, and they mention that a lot. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I just to watch 
them sort of be the ones, or especially Steve, to kind of be the one who's like doing detective work. I thought yeah. it was odd for a paramedic. Yeah. And I think that this movie has a brilliant premise. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it. But man, they spent a long time on him not knowing, you know, them not knowing what was going on. And then once it finally did get into the time travel stuff, I wanted more of that. Yeah. So it was like, it kind of, and, and what was there was fantastic. And parts of it were fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, and like you said, like, like, you know, Steve being a, a black man going back in time to yeah. different kind of eras. That was some of the scariest shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he, and then the other thing is him kind of experiment and not being prepared. Right. <laughs> where he might end up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I just, I don't know, I thought the pacing, I wish it had been a little lighter in the first hour or so and a little heavier on the second 40 minutes or so. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, that, that's a good point because it, it felt, it felt kind of the opposite of what you would expect. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, cause like once he starts trying to figure out what's going on, I think it gets, it gets funnier, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it has a, a kind of a better mix of the humor, but then also the seriousness of him trying to find, uh, find, uh, Brianna is her name. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, I think that if, if they were given money as like a studio thing and they've got like Anthony Mackie and, you know, they might not have felt as if they had the same kind of freedom when they're making their own stuff and they're, they're Mm -hmm. writing it and they're directing it and they're in it. And, you know, um, so it's, it's a tough, it's a tough balance. I think that, you know, I mean, I, I think that they're lucky in that, you know, thankfully they they have a um, a pretty good fan base and body of films behind them to where yeah I th- um, yeah I think that uh, I think going forward they could probably gonna be able to do whatever they want yeah and I think this is kind of the first step towards that because I don't think nothing they've done I think is not done well yeah I don't well, know like theatrically if this even came out in theaters or how well it did but I mean everybody I've I've heard no one say anything negative about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it. I mean, it's been such a weird. Uh, yeah, I have. I have no idea. You know, I mean, it's. It. Uh, I know it did festival stuff because I like some of the podcasts that I listen to. I remember when I was so jealous when everybody, everybody was talking about having seen it. <clears throat> but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it ever was planned for a semi-wide theatrical release or. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, I have. Let me see here. I mean, supposedly, according to this, it kind of came out in October. Um, but, you know, they're saying it came out in, like, yeah, October. Um, yeah. But, you know, I guess it made, like, a million dollars overall, but I don't know, you know, what the budget or anything was. And, I mean, it's been such a weird, you know, a weird year. I don't know how they would count anything, uh, right. to be honest. Um, so... But uh, but definitely worth checking out, you know, especially if you like their their earlier stuff. I you know, don't mm-hmm. don't don't take our criticisms as a sign that you shouldn't you shouldn't you know. Oh no, you shouldn't check <laughs> it out because um, it's definitely worth it. Um, but um, okay, so we're gonna just take a quick break, and then I'm excited to hear all about um, Game Pass or uh, with uh, with the <laughs> medium. So just sit tight, and we will be right back. All right, and we're back. 
so um, let's see. On the game side, you have been playing the medium, which uh, mm-hmm. I did not realize was a Game Pass game. So I was like, oh, it's a horror game. I'll probably never play it. And then I saw it was on Game Pass, and I was like... <laughs> Well, now I feel like I gotta have to, but uh, I'm interested in hearing your perspective because uh, you know the, the I when it first kind of came out, the stuff you know, I saw on Twitter was just like, yeah, Medium's a great name for it because it's you know kind of medium, and then other people were like, this is the scariest game I've ever played in my entire life, and I'm like, I feel like I would probably be that last person because I don't play horror games, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm only, I'm probably, I would say four to five hours in, um, and playing these games as I typically do, I'm trying to see as much. I'm looking to play it once. I know that, mm-hmm. so I try to kind of walk around as much as I can because you know there's like collectibles and little things you can get echoes off of and stuff. But basically, it's the story of this woman, and it starts off with uh, she's returning home to her. Her stepfather, whose name I can't remember now, but he has passed away, mm-hmm. and she's coming back to kind of deal with that. Um, and I can't remember if it if it said explicitly that her family died, mm-hmm. or or you know she's a medium, so she has these. She's always had these weird like you know uh, episodes and spells and things like that. And I think that kind of she was bounced around from in you know from family to family and orphanage to orphanage, things like that, because mm-hmm. people didn't know what to do with her because she would have these freak out moments and stuff. And, but she's grown now and her stepdad, who was the only person who she ever spent uh, a decent amount of time with has passed away and she's come back to deal with that. And so when you start off, you, you know, you kind of, you're in the apartment, his apartment looking for stuff and you go down to the morgue and you know, this, that and other thing. And, he actually ran uh, a funeral home. That was his job. And it was oh. below, below his apartment and he's down there and she goes in and, and then while she's there, she has kind of one of her episodes, uh, and sees like some shadows and hears some weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings and it's this, this man named Thomas. And he was like, he knew her name and she's like, we're closed. And he's like, no, I know what you are. Uh, and he's like, you have to meet me at this place. Uh-huh. And she's like, all right. She's like, okay, I don't understand, but she, I guess for whatever reason, she feels like she has to do that. Uh-huh. And so she goes to this, um, this place and she sees a man in the distance and he runs from her typical horror game stuff. Yeah. And then you come up upon this massive abandoned hotel. Nope. That's that's right there. That's, <laughs> that's when I put the controller yeah. down, and I'm like, "You enjoy yourself." It's your so, haunted uh, Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> pretty much, I forget what it's called. The the Iowa Hotel, something like that. It's like A I W A. Some crazy. It's like this giant, like resort kind of like the Overlook. You know, yeah, I sort of, I guess, but like a tropical location instead of like mountains. Tropical Overlook. Um, yeah, that's that's a hard path. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you go inside, and one of the first things you see is this uh, this suitcase that's up. Well, you have to solve a puzzle. It's basically just puzzles. There's no combat, from what I can tell so far. Huh. Um, uh, but you pick up this bloody shoe from a, a open suitcase right by the door, and... <laughs> 
the, the echo that plays is just people screaming. Fucking, mm. it's like Event Horizon, and yeah. you just hear like bad shits happening. And uh, she's like, "Oh, that's right, the whatever hotel massacre." <laughs> like, oh, like you'd forget that. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Motel Six massacre. How could I forget? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but so the, so here, so and, and it kind of goes, kind of shit goes haywire from there, like yeah. in the best way. Um, for me, like I'm super into it. Yeah. Um, but the the mechanic, the main mechanic, this game's like selling point is that she can exist. It's like a Benson and Moorhead game. Mm-hmm. She can exist in two different planes of reality at the same time. Oh, that's cool. And the screen splits right down the middle, so you're controlling her in both planes at, at the like same time. Side to side or up and down? <clears throat> side to side. Okay. So left side of your TV is <clears throat> is real world. Right side is kind of mm. Clive Barker land. Mm. And uh, and so <clears throat> there are puzzles. Man, my throat. There are puzzles uh, that you can only solve by one side doing something that does something for the other side and it kind of works for both oh that's cool yeah it's super cool and so in like the clive burke burker clive barker land (laughs) i love clive burker clive burker he's my favorite he wrote the hell riser so in, in clive barker land she has like powers and shit like that. And of course in the real world, she doesn't, mm. but you know, like say there's an elevator that doesn't work because there's not a, um, a fuse in the, the thing anymore mm. in real land. So in the other realm, she can go to these like things and harness this energy into her arm. And then you walk over to what looks like this, like weird bone cage mm-hmm. around where that, boxes in the real world discharge your power you can use the elevator now in the real world okay gotcha okay yeah and so there's stuff like that and so far like i said there's been no combat i died once because uh i didn't know i couldn't progress through this hallway yet in spirit world Mm -hmm. because there were all these like bugs these like moths or cicadas or something like that Mm -hmm. they killed me uh, because the more you walk into them, you basically that's the game telling you, "Hey, don't fucking go that way yet." Yeah, you haven't done something you needed to do first. And, and you're I like, "No, I I'm going." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it's, the hallway's perfectly clear in real world. I'm going." And it's like, "No, you're not. <laughs> you're not the boss of me, cicadas. <laughs> Get back in your holes." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but man, uh, I, I'm just super into it. I love the story. Uh, you know, the camera's a little wonky. It, it, mm. it at times harkens back to the good old days of the early resident evil games where you'll turn a corner and suddenly be walking backwards back to the last place you were in because the camera angle changed and you did, you were pressing the wrong way. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) A little bit of that. Yeah. Um, But uh, it was made by the guys that made the Blair witch game that I liked so much. I didn't realize that. It's a series X like exclusive, right? It is, yeah, and oh, it does wow. not have physical release. So, in oh. case you're wondering, like so basically, like, you could buy digital or play it on Game Pass. Because I went to buy it, I was having so much fun with it. Because uh, I have like an Amazon gift card. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not no physical release yet. So that's the first. That's got to be then the first Series X exclusive because uh, Halo it, is 
wherever Halo is right now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones like I saw that, and then I saw like the Falconeer is is coming to Game Pass, and I was like, all right, well, I definitely want to. I mean, I'll I'll if if there's no combat, if it's just like puzzles, then I'm more apt to try it. But I get so wigged out when I have to actually like fight I, I don't, for my own survival. I don't foresee this being more than like a maybe eight to ten hour game, maybe. Yeah. You know, if you're just going straight. Now, me, it'll take me a little longer, but. Um, if I'm at if I'm at where I'm at now and I've had to not fight anything at all, I can't I can't foresee there being any combat. Right, right. Huh. Like I have no offensive capability whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm gonna go in the medium land and then I don't know, run right. away. I guess. Like <laughs> right, because even in the even in the Hellraiser world, like uh, to get past the cicadas, you you get a power that puts a, a shield around you that burns them up while you walk through them. Like there's no fighting. It's it's so far. There's yeah, it's a pretty, no it's a pretty passive. <laughs> yeah. Like, Behold yeah. my magic flashlight. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's funny though. To like I, I mentioned before, you know, I I don't know if it's. I mean, to me, you know, horror games are tough because if if you really are trying to you know, kind of give your audience the the best impression you do have. I, I, you know, I feel like you would want someone reviewing it who mm. has experience with, with the genre, but, um, you know, beyond just kind of like the, you know, kind of the, the non-genre specific stuff around, like you were saying, you know, how, how the cameras are working or the, you know, the story and, you know, the, me- the mechanics of it. Mm. But, you know, the problem there is, you know, it's just like when we talk about horror movies, right? Like, I talk about horror movies at work, and people are looking at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" Like, are you, are you like you watch this shit for fun? And I'm like, "Oh, that's nothing," you know, like, you know. And then you know, so it's like you know, but so you have to have, I think, for folks maybe who like live and breathe horror games, maybe it's not all that scary. And I mean, obviously, different people it's, get scared by yeah. different things. But if you have somebody who sure. isn't as well versed like me i bet i probably would would be way more freaked out by it than oh there there are some jump scares yeah i'm not, not going to spoil anything but that's the only thing so far there's been a couple of jump scares um it's but like you know like you said like it, for people who play horror games this is way more silent hill but without the wonky combat than yeah. it is Resident Evil, which is all about combat, which scares the shit out of you while you're supposed to be shooting things. <laughs> like, right, and I think that's too much for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too much for me. I can't I can't aim and be terrified at the same time. <laughs> I would be useless in any sort of monster capacity, which is no surprise to anybody who knows me. I think. <laughs> like, really? You're not the one to rely on? Okay, it's good to know. <laughs> but, um... All right. Well, that's that's good to know, though, because uh, I, like I said, I was kind of like Blair Witch. I was gonna play it, but then I heard like you and Jace talking about it, and I was like, mm, you know what? I think I'm good. <laughs> I don't need that kind of stress in my life. <laughs> that, the, man, the last ninety minutes or so of that game there is stress in video game form. Well, what you were talking about, you're like, and then you come to the house, and I'm like, I yeah. I don't even want to finish this conversation, much less play this game. <laughs> I'm like, I need you to stop talking about this right now. 
la 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 I can't hear you. <laughs> but uh oh, that's good to know. But the handprints in the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta see them. <laughs> yeah. When you see that guy in the corner, stop talking. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, I'm just continuing to play Valhalla. It's it's literally, when I say it's all I play, it is literally all I play. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I take that back. We we did play uh, a couple weeks ago in Drug Watch. We did play Titanfall, which was fun as hell, Horde mode. Um, yes. But um, I'm so pissed. I could, man, I was on my ass. I wish I could have been there. But... Uh, when it when it's just me, you know, morning, morning, noon, and night, it's 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 Valhalla, and I um, I mean, I I'm still enjoying it. It's it's not kind of attaining the same heights as as um as Odyssey, um, mm. did for me. I think mm. that um, you know, the I I have a lot of difficulty sometimes with with Avor's movement. I feel like it, they've kind of taken a couple steps backwards, like mm-hmm. um. You know some of the things where, uh, you know, you you kind of fight. It, it reminded me of back in the Assassin's Creed two games where you're just like fighting with Ezio to get him to do something, and so. Oh, yeah. And then you kind of add to that that some of the collectibles, and I know like you don't have to get this shit, but I do. Um, you know, you're kind of like doing a bunch of parkour shit, but I mean, it's not so much the combat, but the um, you know, the traversal. The the thing though about the combat is that, you know, it's like if. And it it it's a it's kind of a tough balance because much like Odyssey, you know, your ability to kind of move the story along into new regions is based on the power your power as a character. And so kind of mm-hmm. early in the game, you know, they really do kind of expect you to kind of do more than just the story stuff so that you can kind of keep your power level in line with where the game mm-hmm. wants you to go. But then if it so if it kind of trains you to say, Okay, we'll go do this extra stuff I mean, I'm. I think I still have probably a third of the map still to uncover, and I'm almost completely maxed out. And oh. I get in some fights now, and it's just like, I mean, it's 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 over with before it starts. And I mean, and I've <laughs> I haven't had to change the difficulty level or anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah. there's certain like abilities that are just like, I'm not gonna say they're overpowered, but like there's a tremendous increase in your survivability just by getting like one of these abilities so then when you have mm-hmm. like four of them you're just like mm-hmm. yeah man come on like i i've i can't tell you the last time i died in combat i can tell you i've died plenty of times because i was a fucking idiot and thought there was a haystack <laughs> and i jumped off into nothingness yeah. but like dying in combat i i don't know uh, it's yeah, been, it's been a long time. I mean, I was like fighting. I'm, I was fighting things that were like thirty, forty levels above me, and like no problem, just fucking rinsing mm. them. Um, and so I feel like there's kind of a game balance issue here that wasn't in Odyssey, um, mm-hmm. you know. But it's still like enjoyable. But you know, it, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting to see kind of what the payoff is in terms of like how this ties in i feel like this game has more i mean it's more you know as i mentioned last time it's more kind of grounded in the the conflict between the you know the 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 assassins and the 
you know, the order, so to speak, or whatever they're called. They can hear they're called the Order of the Ancients, but it's essentially the Templars. But mm. the kind of fantastical Isu stuff is also more woven into this story as than it was in, like, kind of Odyssey, where it kind of all kind of happened at the end when you were like, oh, yeah, mm. here, here's what's going on. So, um, so it's still, like, a weird choice that they... I feel like that stuff is more like in intertwined in the main story of this game and the main character just as i said before just does not give a fuck about it at all so uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to kind of see how it all it all comes about i mean i i think that you know with odyssey like i didn't mind the length i was i was enjoying it in this game i'm starting to feel now where i'm like all right i would be okay like if i was like and and i know it's me like i can just go and finish it but i also kind of can't because there's still like a lot for me to do and i'd be okay mm. if like and i've got like 80 some odd hours into it if it was just like we're we're done I, i'd feel like i got my you know obviously i had a good time but it got my money's worth or whatnot um sure. you know i think that them saying that it's a shorter or smaller game than odyssey i think the map is smaller than Odyssey, but in terms of like how much time it takes, I don't think that's true. Mm. Um, and I'm just I'm starting to feel it more in this game than I I did when I played Odyssey. Gotcha. So, um, so you know, I I think that it you know when all is said and done, it'll it'll still kind of be up there as in terms of like my my rankings, but it mm -hmm. it's not it's not going to be up there with you know Black Flag and and Odyssey and um, I probably would even put it below probably two as well. Mm. So it's kind of like in that middle, that like syndicate, um, you know, unity or whatever, mm. that, that kind of area there. Um, but you know, we'll see mm. who knows, maybe as it keeps, as it keeps going, it's got some, I mean, the Norse mythology is fun as hell. Like there's some fucked up shit that happens mm. in North mythology. So some of the way they play with that and like they, they, they kind of do the, the myths and stuff is pretty cool to see, especially like, you know, just like, you know, like with God of war, right? Like a lot of the, like, you know, the, yeah. the some of the, the fun that they had with the way they <clears throat> decided to portray, you know, some of these, these Norse myths and stuff. It's the same kind of thing yeah. here. Um, I don't know. There's something about like Nordic myth that just really lends itself to these more like kind of like epic, um, like large scale, you know, mm. god things and 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 you know, giant battles and and things like that. Yeah. It's, um, so uh, so we'll see. But I mean, I figure it's like, shit, man. I got this. Then I have Hitman. You know, then we talked about you know Medium and then Falconeer and then that Werewolf game that I know is not supposed to be all that good, but I still want to play it. That Werewolf, the Apocalypse, or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I did finally see a decent review for it. So. Oh, did you? No, who knows? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna get it. Like I said, uh, it getting not stellar reviews just means it'll hit the twenty dollar bin for me faster than I would have thought it was going to. So I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I was trying to think what else there was. Because um, the thing that is more interesting is like that Outriders game, but that got moved to April. Yeah. Um, and then the near uh, the replicant that that's kind of at the end of April too. So right now March is like kind of wide open i don't even know what is supposed mm. to to be coming out it's like you know the same thing with like movies you know game release schedules and everything has just gotten so fucked up with with everything yeah. going on that 
So, I mean, that's why I'm like, I'm not really like in any particular hurry to finish Valhalla because I mean, I am, I am still enjoying it, and it's like, well, I mean, it's not like I've got something that I'm really kind of itching um, to get to, and 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 it'll all, it'll all keep. So, right. Um, but uh, all right. So maybe at some point I'll get back into Destiny. Who knows? I keep seeing that badass bow oh, now that's in the new season. That like, bow fuck. is fucking filthy for ad clear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely filthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep saying I'm gonna get back into it, but then I I don't. And I, oh, I, don't I said today on the Discord I wasn't gonna do this season, and fucking first thing I did when I got home was to buy the season. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But, um, all right. So I'm not sure what, let me think what will be, uh, for movies for our next episode. I'm, oh, 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 uh, I know. I, 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 I definitely want to talk about, um, St. Maud. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and then I'm, I'm trying to think if there's something else. Oh, the reckoning, uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, to check that one out. That. Yeah, yeah, and 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 get down on that guy too. Um, but um, whatever it is, hopefully you'll be here with us uh, when we decide to do it. Um, so apologies for kind of the late show this week uh, between the Super Bowl and then life. Uh, you know, it got put off a, a couple couple days, but uh, we'll we'll definitely be back. Uh, good Lord willing, uh, to our normal Sunday schedule uh, for mm-hmm. the next time that. Uh, that we're on so for myself and Mitch thanks so much for hanging out this has been episode 114 of Divided by Werewolves and uh, we thank you for spending some time with us and look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks so for me and Mitch thank you again good night and have a good evening <laughs>